Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw upon the wisdom of the saints so that we can navigate the tumult of this very challenging life. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? What? You look pretty good. For? For an old man that just walked the Camino. Oh, Lord. (laughs) I'm very tired. I can tell you that. I'm very tired. I'm I'm uh, I've got jet lag on a scale of one to ten out of seventeen. Yeah. So yeah. well, you slept the whole way. I didn't, but I watched you sleep. I, I wish I just slept the whole way. I listened to you sleep the whole yeah, way. I slept a few hours <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, before we do that, I just want to announce. I'm very happy to have this in my hands. Yeah. Finding peace in the storm. It's an exciting thing. I it is uh, yeah it is very exciting. Reflections on Saint Alphonsus Liguori's. Uniformity with God's will. And the I thing did... you have in your hands is the book. Okay. Well, you didn't say that. Oh. So we have people oh, listening. That's right, the radio. They can't they... see you ah, unless yeah, yeah. they're watching on video. Yeah, that's a good catch. <laughs> yeah. So the for those on the radio um that can't see what I was just waving in my hand, it's the book Finding Peace in the Storm finally out. I'm I'm very excited about it because uh well, one, it's it's Uniformity with God's Will, which is a text that my our son uh, pointed out to me and had, had a huge impact on him. And for me, the whole doctrine of the sovereignty of God or the understanding of the sovereignty of God really was part of bringing me out of darkness, you know, mm-hmm. from the junk of my youth. And uh, there are several other books that are very good. This one there's three that are exceptional. One is uh, Jacques Philippe's Searching for and Maintaining Peace. Mm-hmm. Then the second is, um, and, and this, and I'd read them in this order. The second is uh, Sacrament of the Present Moment by Jean-Pierre de Cossade. Right. Best translations by Kitty Mugridge. And then the third, kind of the capstone of these three is uh, Uniformity with God's Will, which is captured in this book, Finding Peace in the Storm, in its entirety by St. Alphonsus Liguri, and of course, and I'm doing spiritual reflections in the book. The reason um, these books are so important is that uh, they help you to look up in the midst of the mm-hmm. storm. You know, Peter sunk in the sea, uh, in, yeah. the way, in the waves, because he stared at the waves. And that's kind of our problem. That's, because he took his eyes off Jesus. Right, right. And it's actually a combination of things. He took his eyes off Jesus and he put his eyes on the world. And what this, these books, when they focus on the sovereign movement of God, help you to recognize why things are happening. They help you to look up. They help you to understand what God is doing so that you can participate. Instead of being tossed around and wrecked, you can, you know, the storm can actually fuel your ascent to God, which is one of of the things I said in the book. So Finding Peace in the Storm, you can find it everywhere. Sophia Institute Press, uh, uh, no doubt EWTN's religious catalog will have it. Our shop button. Spiritualdirection.com. Right. uh, And you can hit the shop button there. And uh, so check it out. And I would strongly recommend, and I would just 
ask you to do this. First, buy seven. That's all I ask, seven. Um, <laughs> Why but the, seven? You know, I like that number. That's my favorite number. Yes, I know you yeah. do. So the 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 uh, it it will be. This will be my first book. It'll be picked up by secular public or book houses. Um, book uh, books a million, Barnes and books Barnes a million, and Noble and, and books a million. Yeah. And the the reason that's a big deal. They're picking it yeah. up is because I've just been blessed with the Lord's uh, blessed me with, with uh, uh, very healthy book sales and all of our and all the books I've written. So, uh, but I I really would say please read it for yourself. Things are not going to get easier uh, in the church or outside, mm -mm. Um, and we really need this kind of perspective <coughs> to help us to help us to navigate. Uh, these difficult times. So with that, why don't we jump in and talk about the Camino? Okay. So uh, Stephanie and I did the Camino, which starts in France. At Saint-Jean-de-Port. De Port, right? Yeah, which, which I loved. I love that town. Yeah. It's a neat little all, town. I mean, gosh, every yes, town everything, we went through yeah. was amazing. And then we went all the way across northern Spain and ended at Santiago de Compostela, which is the church uh, with the tomb of St. James, mm -hmm. and which is an extraordinary... St. James the Greater, right? Uh, St. James the Apostle. Right. That's kind of the big thing. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, it was an amazing, it was an amazing trip. Um, it was very taxing, I would say, uh, physically. I, I was a little surprised at how hard the first day was, though I had a sense... I bet the first day is going to be hard because that's mm -hmm. just the way things work. That was the the hardest day for me. Yeah, yeah. Because the uh, I I I, did, I never measured the uh, the uh, slope of the. Uh, the that hill. one was rough. Yeah, it yeah, was like it was really rough. Where it's it was so steep, you move your foot, you know, just an inch past your 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 back foot, and then you move your other one an inch past your. I mean, and it's like that you're on your toes and, but um. It was an amazing. It was an amazing trip. We did it with Joseph Pierce, who's famous uh, for uh, many of his writings, but in particular, for this trip, was uh, his work on Tolkien. He's a, I would call him a Tolkien scholar. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he called himself that, but he certainly looked upon that way. And he gave lectures throughout the, throughout the pilgrimage. So it was, yeah. It was, yeah. It was great to be with and get to know him and spend time with Absolutely. him. Absolutely. I mean, he just feels, I mean, he is, he's a brother in Christ. Yeah. And there was just an, an immediate friendship and camaraderie and laughter and joy. It's obvious he walks with the Lord. So that was a joy to, to be with another who um, was really on fire. And this, one of the things that surprised me about the Camino, because, I mean, I, I love The Hobbit, The Lord of the Rings. I've watched all the movies. I read The Hobbit when I was a um, late teen, cover to cover. I, I used to read voraciously. And I think I tried Lord of the Rings and kind of set that aside and gave in to the movies instead. Um, but I didn't know what to expect with this. Mm. I, I wanted to walk the Camino uh, this opportunity came up and you thought it would be interesting to combine this with, with this, these lectures on Tolkien. So you asked me if I wanted to go and I said, are you serious? You know, I was like, really, we're going to get to walk the Camino. And you said, yes. So I jumped on the, on the bandwagon. Um, I had lots of questioning moments before then, 
you know, as we before were getting we ready before we left, like, what have we done? Um, <clears throat> but I, I want to say this, as Joseph started to speak about the, about the different Christian, uh, truly Catholic elements in, um, the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and, and then just talk about literature and the different understandings according to Tolkien, especially through this book called Tree and Leaf. If any of our friends um, listening are, are uh, familiar with it, he taught through that book. I was moved at how many consolations I received listening to him speak. And I remarked to you about it because it wasn't like they were overtly, um, you know, it's spiritual. spiritual. Yeah. But they are, but they're not, right? It's different. Yeah. I, I didn't expect it to be such, to have those kind of consolations. And you mentioned that it's because it's true. Yeah. It's it's the good, the true, and the beautiful. And it was like breathtakingly beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So can I tell everybody one thing that I learned? Yeah. That I think is really amazing about God's design. Yeah. Um, is that every leaf on every tree is as different from a tree neck, a, a leaf, another leaf, as our fingertips, fingerprints, fingerprints yeah. are, are unique. Yeah. So every leaf on every tree is as unique as our fingerprints are unique. Yeah. That's how, like he, he said, God's not a mass producer. He's right. not a mass production person. Yeah. That's not who God is. His design is so perfect and so amazing that every leaf is so unique, as unique as your fingerprint. And I, I, I just sat there and my, like, my brain just kind of overloaded at that moment at the thought because we're dry. You know, we, we had some moments when we got to drive and looking at the landscape and walking through the field and seeing this extraordinary landscape that God has created just for you and just for me and just for all of us to enjoy this, this, um, this art masterpiece around us for our enjoyment and our provision and to take care of us is just, it's mind blowing. It's beautiful. It's extraordinary. And, um, I, our God is so amazing. I agree. We're in agreement on that in a exclamation point, however tired I may be. <laughs> I agree. Um, so aside from Joseph Pierce, because I think what we'd like to do is encourage people to go on Camino. I mean, one, what got me to go on it was watching the movie The Way. And there's some stuff in there that's not Catholic that is done by a Catholic, unfortunately. Yeah, and we know, we know, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's be, not okay that it's there. I'm yeah, just saying, be we scattering do. scattering ashes yeah. of, your, of your loved ones. But yeah. that movie is what moved me to be interested. And then Joseph Pierce and then a friend of ours, Curtis Williams, who uh, was coordinating was coordinating it. it was kind of just a, it all came together mm -hmm. and we met with Joseph when we were leading a pilgrimage in Spain in Burgos in June and then uh, uh, was it June when did we go to Burgos you mean with with uh, Curtis did, what did I say you said Joseph oh yeah Curtis yeah, right we met with Curtis yeah yeah so anyway yeah. Um, but the movie so I'd recommend you watch the movie I, I, I think it's you know it has a lot of subtlety to it and there's, you know, some good and bad stuff in it, but it was fascinating to experience what 
I, I know it's a movie, but well, it's a it's a it's a glimpse of what happens on the Camino, right? And the thing is, everything in that movie yeah. happens on the Camino, right? Right. So there, there, you know, I I found it to be pretty fascinating, and you know, I want to know what your highlight was yeah. when we get back. But I think one of the things that was very moving to me before we go to break is that we came to the Iron Cross towards the end. And it's where everybody carries their rocks of, of their, whatever they're carrying yeah. on this Camino. And, and I picked up um, four rocks yeah. on my Camino and I won't explain what each one of them was, but private. those were those things that I carried on the Camino step-by-step step in my backpack with my intent of leaving at the, at the foot of that iron cross Yeah, and to, to walk up to the iron cross and see probably millions millions of rocks millions of rocks of of people leaving their heartaches their sorrows their pains their sufferings their desires at the foot of the cross had to have been over 10 feet tall it was extraordinarily powerful it brought me to tears i know it affected you yeah and i i just i could feel what people were carrying and it's quite quite profound the symbolism of leaving that at the foot of the cross lord i leave this with you so when we get back i want to hear about what was moving for you awesome the beautiful fact that no suffering is wasted that all suffering has a purpose and to wrestle with the idea which is that everything that happens in our lives is either willed or permitted by god okay god why would you permit these things I know that you're a good father and you're a loving father. So there's something there. So I I have to bridge this gap between your permission of my suffering to your love for me as a father. And Uniformity with God's Will, the book by by St. Alphonsus Liguori, bridges that gap. And he explains as only he can, because he's such a hard hitter, the reality that these are all moments of growth, of virtue, of, hey, your legs are weak. You're like a newborn deer. You can't stand on your own. We need to get you to stand on your own. You know, those sorts of things. Even even desolation, you know, the day-to-day kind of the ebbs and flows of the spiritual life. Those things are all permitted for a greater good, whatever that might be. Check out the brand new updated version of Uniformity with God's Will titled Finding Peace in the Storm with Commentary by Dan Burke. Burke, welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio. We're talking about our recent experience with Camino. We literally got back yesterday. But I mean, that's up the, you know, the uh, you you may hear this uh, recording at a different time. But uh, so for those watching on video, I'm going to just not even try to hard hide my yawns because <laughs> you just make strange-looking faces. Um, and uh, but yeah, jet lag, but good. Yeah. So the Iron Cross moved me a lot i mean i I, not because of me taking any i i didn't really participate in that part of the camino all that in a real serious way i mean there was nothing negative to that or you know anything but as i saw it and i stepped onto it uh i began to weep and and what was overwhelming to me because it it is this I, i don't know exactly how high it is i wish i had knew known uh, how tall it is but it, it's got to be at least 10 feet tall it is a huge mound of millions of rocks that people have brought 
you know, prayers, asking the Lord to save someone or get rid of the sin in their life or, you know, deal with all the junk that people dealt, deal with. And I felt the pain, mm -hmm. just the enormous amount of pain and prayer that had gone into that hill. And it was just, uh, it was, I had to be by myself for a bit. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I think what's remarkable there because there was a, a time when the Camino was extraordinarily Christian. It was, it was people who were going to the tomb of St. James were Catholics, were Catholics, you know, it was begun by Catholics and it's been continued by Catholics, but there are plenty of folks who have no idea about the Catholic faith yeah. or they're on their own kind of whatever journeys past they're taking. You know, I, I ran into uh, Julie. Julie is a Buddhist. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had this great conversation originally from Vietnam yeah. and working in California and now living in Spain, working for an American company that I'll leave out. And, and she was on the Camino by herself. She was carrying her burdens. Mm. You know, we were the same age. We shared a little. And, you know, I know you ran in to an atheist. You know, we ran into a following Catholic uh, from Australia. Yeah, Pierre. Pierre, you know, that had recently lost his wife. And he was on the Camino to try to figure out who am I without my wife? So how do moving. I walk this? You know, yeah. how do I live? How do I keep going? Right. Yeah. And I, I think that's, what's quite remarkable about it is you walk the Camino and you see the different rocks and, and little things that people leave at different stops along the way that humanly speaking, we're in all humanity, we're all carrying a cross, right? Everybody is suffering something yeah. they're working through something and to walk on that community that camino i it's just not possible that you're going to come away the same i don't i don't think so i don't think you're going to be the same so i i just think it's it's just it, it's worth doing i'm grateful i did it i'm totally hooked i will go back at some point um hopefully you know we'll go together yeah and so I don't know. I just think it's great. So I'm not hooked, but I do plan on going at least one more time. I found the conversations to be very powerful, like the one with Pierre. I learned that he was a fallen away Catholic and that he he was very devout, but he didn't understand the faith very well. And so he was betrayed. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful thing. I, you know, I said at one point, I don't want to offend you. And he, but can I? say something to you about your struggles and he said you won't offend me and i'm happy to hear what you have to say and he's and he's i said why why would you allow judas to keep you from jesus you know his response wasn't i, I mean it was off the cuff and it wasn't it wasn't negative but it was it's a powerful conversation another one as you mentioned it was an atheist a woman um from uh beijing china who who had never considered god in her life before she was 23 mm -hmm. and she was a, an AI artificial intelligence software developer. Mm -hmm. And, um, she was coming on the Camino because she was feeling anxiety and feeling trapped and feeling closed in. And it, it what's fascinating is about the Camino is with only one exception, everyone wanted to talk. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I, it, it, what's striking to me about that is that isn't that way on the street or in the shopping mm-hmm. malls or, uh, you know, the no- everyday life. And it's really been something I've been musing on. Like, why, why are people so, re- why is, why is this Australian guy going, I don't know who I am without my wife. It's very moving. Um, but why was he willing to just say it mm-hmm. to strangers? Mm-hmm. And I think in some ways it's because everyone in the Camino knows. I mean, I other than just the sort of bucket listers, let's say, the, yeah. excluding the bucket listers. And there are plenty of those. And they're the ones that are basically <coughs> running, <laughs> almost running the Camino. They're walking so fast. It's just like, I have a goal and I'm going to kill it today. Yeah, They're not walking it. They're trying to kill something or you know. yeah or or racing on their bike not i mean i'm sure they're right healthy bicyclers too yeah. but yeah but the bucket aside from the bucket listers i think it's because everyone on the camino looks at everyone else and knows <laughs> it's hard for me to say you're broken too mm-hmm. we're all broken and we're all struggling we're all trying to figure something out we're all trying to understand something about life or about God or about, mm-hmm. you know, somebody I know was struggling. I won't say who or how I met them or whatever, struggling with habitual sin that was very disturbing to them. Mm-hmm. And and just listening to them wrestle with that. One of the folks in our group was not a, I would call him agnostic, really neat guy, mm-hmm. really neat, great disposition, great to be around, just mm-hmm. positive and just you know, I th- I, he didn't reveal much, but he wasn't hiding anything. He was just in this interior process. Yeah. Of, and he did say, I'm, I'm on the way to figuring out who, you know, who God or what I believe about God or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just found that striking. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I think maybe it's, maybe it's one of the reasons why like Apostoli VAR community is so compelling to people is because we are authentic authentic it's our it's yeah. in our dna to just be honest yeah look we're all broken on this thing together and if you're broken you're welcome and it's okay like yeah. nobody's going to judge you yeah yeah you know? I, yeah just a lack of facade i mean you know i i heard a social media person discussing recently that they moved from the city to the suburbs and what they couldn't get over is that in the suburbs, people like talk, you know, you go to the store <laughs> right. and people go, how are you? Yeah. And they, they actually want to know. And, and that at first he was incredibly irritated. Like this is going contrast to what I need to get done today. Like you are not on my schedule, right. Yeah. Talking to, you know, and that's, that's contrary to what we are as humans as we are, should be, you know, what, what we're, about in Apostoli Vie, what we should be about in the church, what we what we saw happening on the Camino is this profoundly human experience. Yeah. Everybody walking, everybody hanging out at, at the different uh, places along the way to grab a beer and a uh, I didn't drink beer. I'm not drinking beer and walking. That's exhausting to <laughs> I me. Know do I don't know how people do that. You and I didn't do that. Yeah. But, you know, taking something to drink and, and grabbing a sandwich or, or a piece of fruit or whatever, and everybody adjusting their poles and fixing their shoes or whatever. 
but we met deacons from Texas. Oh, great you priest know, from, from a, uh, a priest from Texas, a yeah. deacon and his wife. Yeah. You know, all kinds of people that are being really human. Yeah. And and there's something about being on the Camino that we're kind of all in this together. Yeah. And people are genuinely and they're open and friendly. Yeah. 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 We met a what Russian woman. Who oh, that was, was hilarious. She, she wouldn't make get very far and she'd have a seat to smoke a cig, you know, and right. then she'd go a little while longer and then we'd see her and she'd get ahead of us. And then we'd see her sitting, smoking a cigarette and, and saying, you know, I, I don't know, I'm kind of agnostic or yeah. whatever, but she was there. And it was obvious that she's going, you know, my life doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Maybe if I come out here and walk, maybe I'm going to find some meaning because I think at her core, she didn't have meaning. What's the purpose of my life? Yeah. And I think the Camino is a great way to figure that out because you've got the silence, the beauty, you have people, you have food, you have, you have the difficulty, you have the difficulty and the challenge. And it's just getting out of yourself, out of your narcissism and your self-absorption and your cycles and your, cycles and your patterns and saying, I'm going to go do something totally different and I'm going to let the Lord work. And, you know, it's just, it's great. I love the Camino. You asked a question I didn't ever answer, but I, I think I'll answer it now. Maybe we'll conclude with it. Is what was the one thing for me? And it was recognizing that through Joseph Pierce, actually, that we need story. Doctrine is really important in all the black and white and the taxonomy and all of the, it's not this, it's that you know, is really important, but to connect with God, we have to have story. And then I thought it was just musing on it this morning in prayer. And I thought, well, duh, the first four books and the five books in the new Testament are all story. Mm -hmm. And within the story are, are is Jesus, uh, except for the book of Acts within this, the four gospels is Jesus telling stories or parables or whatever yeah. and it just struck me how important story is and a kind of holy imagination mm -hmm. so uh pick up tolkien yeah yeah um, watch the chosen Le watch the chosen leaf and tree and, tree and, and i'll end with this so we got to the very very end of the camino got to saint james and then walked all the way uh to finisterre which means end of the world which in the scene of the way is where he finishes dumping the ashes into the ocean. So it's, it's uh, a beautiful place that means literally end of the world. And the Lord gave me a grace there. Mm. And I looked up into the sky and as the sun was starting to set, um, a cross appeared, uh, appeared in the, in the sky and I captured it. I wish I could show it to everybody. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's the way of the cross. That's our way to salvation. So God loves you. We love you. And until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.